one thing that I recommend everybody do is just do a simple audit of your marketing materials, your website, if you're doing social media, what your social media feeds look like. And the vast majority of people, when they do that, will find that their website or their marketing materials, their social media looks exactly like the other guys. And so I think the first thing you can do is blow up those things and create something where you're humanizing yourself and you're absolutely building something where you're creating relationships with people. So the big question is this, how do small business owners like us grow our leadership, develop our teams and scale our business in a way that allows us to get our products and services out to the world yet still remain profitable? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Bradley Hamner and this is the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, did you know that Club Capital is the largest accounting and advisory firm for insurance agency owners in the country, providing monthly accounting, CFO services, and tax preparation? Check them out at club.capital. Welcome to another episode of the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. My name is Bradley Hamner, your host. On today's episode, we have David Merriman Scott. David spotted the real-time marketing revolution really in its infancy and has written 12 books about it, including The New Rules of Marketing and PR, which has gone on to sell over 500,000 copies, sold in English and available in 29 different languages. Now, David says the pendulum has really swung too far in the direction of superficial online communications. You know, there's tech-weary and thought-weary people are hungry, truly, for true human connection. Organizations have learned a way to win by developing what David calls a fanocracy which is tapping into the mindset that relationships with customers are more important than the products and services they sell to them. He's a massive live music fan, having been to over three, uh, excuse me, 832 live shows since he was 15 years old. He's passionate about the Apollo Lunar Program, and he loves to surf, but he says he's not very good at it. I really enjoyed this conversation. He has a fantastic book called Fanocracy. I hope you'll pick it up. Without further ado, here's my conversation with David Merriman Scott. Have you ever tried online marketing before and weren't sure if it was working? Maybe your rep talked about all the impressive features and stats and said things were going great, but you didn't know how all that tied into raw new policies written. Well, that's not the case with DirectClicks. DirectClicks is the premier Google ads and SEO option exclusively for State Farm agents. Why? They're 100% resource-oriented with an exclusivity guarantee. Every review call you have with your account manager focuses on what really matters to your business, and that's leads and call-ins received. Everything will get broken down to cost per lead received. By investing with direct clicks, you're going to free up time and energy to focus on what's most important in your agency and doing what it is you do best. This will be the best investment you make for your team by spending confidently and scaling your agency today with exclusive online marketing partner, DirectClicks. Visit us at directclicksinc.com. Ambition is the first step towards success. It's time to level up your agency. And Coach P Consulting will help you do just that by using the same strategies he used to sell over 700 life insurance policies in 2021 alone. Now, this is not your regular one and done type coaching. You'll get personalized coaching two days a week, every week of the month, and you'll get a live look behind the scenes of his team training and an office that's performing at the highest level. 
There's a reason Coach P Consulting is the fastest growing coaching company for insurance agency owners in the country. Coach P will train your team alongside his own and show you the exact steps they're taking to achieve chairman circle, exotic travel, and multi-line presence club and be one of the few agents to be selected to have a third office. So whether your goal is to be at the top of your local market or amongst the best in the country, this training will give you the strategies and the tactics to get there. For just $250 a month, you'll get high-level coaching each week from someone who is already getting it done at that level, and his strategies work, and it's time to put them to work for you. Sign up at coachpeakconsulting.com and get your first full month for free when you mention the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. David Meerman Scott, welcome to the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Excited to have you. So for people that don't know you, we love to start with background and origin story. I think it's just hearing the arc of people's careers is really fascinating. So why don't you just take people back to how you got to where you are today and a little bit about you? Sure. I thought I wanted to be a bond trader. So my first job was on Wall Street on a bond trading desk, and I found that I hated it and I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> but what I absolutely loved was the information that the bond traders were using, the screens from companies like Dow Jones and Reuters, real-time news, real-time financial information. So I ended up going into that business. And for 15 years, I was in sales and various marketing roles at financial information businesses. I worked for seven years in Tokyo, for three years in Hong Kong, then moved back to the U.S. in 1995 and then worked outside of Boston for a company called News Edge that was eventually sold to Thomson Reuters. Started my own business exactly 20 years ago in 2002. I've written 12 books. Four of those books are international bestsellers. I'm best known for a book called The New Rules of Marketing and PR. That's now in the seventh edition. Mm -hmm. It's sold about a half million copies in English alone, and it's in 29 other languages. And my more recent book is a book called Fanocracy, Turning Fans into Customers and Customers into Fans. Wrote that one with my daughter, Reiko, and it came out a couple of years ago, hit the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. Yeah. Well, that's the book that was actually introduced to me not long ago. My listeners know that I love to read. And so people send me recommendations uh, oh, cool. quite often. And I absolutely loved this book. And, thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you saying so. It was a great fun to write because I wrote it with my daughter. And, yeah. um, and such an important topic because any business can have fans. And I love, love, love that we dug in deep into this idea of growing fans. Where did the impetus to write this book come from? Like, where it was between you and your daughter? What were the discussions that made you say, you know what, we actually need to go and do the study on this? Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, you said you spent almost five years uh, researching. Yeah, the project was about five years, and the book came out two years ago. So, roughly seven years ago, I started to be thinking about how the ideas I've been talking about now for 20 years. We're kind of getting out of control. So I've been writing and speaking about online marketing, online communications, online selling for the last 20 years. And I saw that people were abusing the social media channel by just only talking about their own business and pushing out yet another tweet, yet another Instagram post or connecting with you on LinkedIn and immediately trying to sell you something. But then increasingly, the social networking algorithm starting to be a huge problem, especially Facebook. 
I think that Facebook AI algorithm is the most destructive technology other, ever invented because it pushes people into polarized groups. You know, the red team against the blue team and the people who are pro vaccine or anti vaccine. And it's, I think, very dangerous for this country, very dangerous for the world. And so I was sort of thinking about. Okay, so that's the negative side of marketing these days is social media. Although there's some great ways to use social media, a lot of people are abusing the channel and the social networks themselves are toxic. But at the same time, I am a fan of a few things myself. I'm a huge fan of surfing. I love to surf. I have a house on an island where there's great surfing waves. I also am a huge fan of live music. I've been to over 800 concerts in my life since starting since I was 15 years old. And I'm especially a fan of the Grateful Dead. I've seen 83 Grateful Dead concerts. So I decided to write a book about fandom, a super interesting topic to me. And I started to talk with my daughter, Reiko. She's now 28 years old. So when we started this project, she would have been 21 or 22. And talking to her about what she's a fan of, he's a huge fan of Harry Potter. Not only has she read every book, seen every movie, but she's also written an 85,000-word alternative ending to the Harry Potter series where Draco Malfoy is a spy for the Order of the Phoenix. Put that on a fan fiction site. It's been downloaded thousands of times. And she's also a huge fan of K-pop, Korean pop music. And so we're utterly different people. You know, she's a millennial mixed-race woman, and I'm a middle-aged white guy who loves the Grateful Dead, but we had the same idea about fandom. So I kept asking her all these questions about what she's a fan of and what millennials are fans of and all this. And I was writing the book on my own and I finally said, this is dumb. Why should I write this on my own? She's perfect person to be my co-author. So I invited her to be my co-author and she happily agreed to become my co-author. And we started researching and writing together. And it was a great experience. We particularly wanted to look at the neuroscience aspects of fandom. And luckily, Reiko did her undergraduate degree in neuroscience at Columbia University. And then at the time she was in medical school, she's since graduated and is now an emergency room doctor. But we looked at sort of the what's going on in the brain when we become a fan, as well as interviewing many, many people about what they're a fan of, as well as companies that have built fandom and people who have built fandom. Yeah. When I was reading your book and then I would listen to a few of your podcasts, like I do most of the guests that I have on, I'd listen just to a couple of the ones that you've been on before. And I got a real sense of your love for live music and your love of the Grateful Dead just in a couple hours or so of preparation. So much so that I forwarded one of those episodes to a really good friend of mine who is also a huge fan of the Grateful Dead. Nice. And he's a business owner. And I said, hey, you need to listen to this podcast for a variety of different reasons. And when I did that, I realized that unfortunately it was making me have to face something that I did not really want to face, which is putting myself and just my passions, the things I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about Auburn football. I'm mm -hmm. passionate about Auburn sports, period. Yeah. I'm passionate about basketball, coaching my yeah. son, my kids. Like those are things, golf. I'm a big, I'm a huge golfer. And so those are the things I'm passionate about and I care about. And then the other day, this just happened a week ago. One of my clients, I did a video. It was a training video. It was like four minutes long. And I mentioned that the only sweets that I really, really love is York peppermint patties. Ah. And he sent me this big box of York peppermint patties. And so it was in preparation for this interview. And so it just really stood out to me 
how much that if you just put out your genuine self and the things that you're passionate about, how you'll be able to attract the kind of customers and the people that you want. And those relationships are, as you said in the book, more important than products. I think that's absolutely right. And what's interesting is that idea of me sharing the fact that I love the Grateful Dead, my daughter sharing the fact that she loves Korean pop music, you sharing the fact that you love Auburn football and a York peppermint patties is what it's doing is it's personalizing you and it's sharing a little bit about yourself and it's sharing what you're passionate about. And in fact, that was the most surprising thing to Reiko and I, as we were doing our research about fandom, the idea of how important passion is. And so I think especially for people who are entrepreneurs, for people who are running independent insurance agencies, who usually are focused just on business and just on the details of how insurance works. And yes, that's important. But when you think about it, There's a number of different potential insurance professionals in any given town that somebody can go to. Who is the one who's the most interesting? Because that person likely, as long as they're competent in the insurance business, is going to get more work (laughs) because they're more fun to interact with. And I want to share a very specific example of what I mean by this. I speak at the Tony Robbins Business Mastery events around the world and usually a couple of times a year. I was speaking at a Tony Robbins event two years ago. It was the last in-person Tony Robbins event I've done, done virtual ones since then, but the last in-person one he did. So it was in late 2020. I'm sorry, in early 2020. I was talking about fandom and a gentleman approached me and he said, David, I'm a dentist. I'm a dentist in Southern California. There's 10,000 dentists in Southern California. People don't become fans of their dentist. How can I, a lowly dentist, build fans? I'm skeptical about this idea. And I said, his name is Dr. John Marashi. And write that down, J-O-N, Marashi, M-A-R-A-S-H-I, because you can actually look up and see what he's done. I said, Dr. Marashi, what do you love to do in your personal life? Not dentistry, your personal life. And he said, oh, my God, I love to skateboard. I'm a huge skateboarding nerd. I've been skateboarding since I was a kid, and I still skateboard, and I really love it. And I said, well, why don't you mix skateboarding and dentistry? <laughs> and he looked at me like I was crazy. And I said, no, really, I'm serious. Show people who are your existing patients, your potential patients, that you're someone who loves to skateboard. So he walked away, and I didn't think I'd ever hear from him again, but about six or eight months later, He contacted me. He goes, David, that was a fabulous idea. So what'd you do? And he said, well, first thing is I put skateboards on the wall of my dental practice, all along the walls in the different examination rooms and the hallway and the lobby and so on. Sometimes he told me I skateboard from one examination room to the other. He told me he put skateboarding images of him skateboarding on his business website, on a dental practice website. And he created an Instagram And that's why I mentioned you should remember his name because you should check out his Instagram. And he said, there's some photos and images and videos of me doing the dental work, but there's also some of me skateboarding. And last time I checked a couple months ago, he had 26,000 followers on Instagram. A Mm. dentist (laughs) with 26,000 followers on Instagram and because he's got all these images of him skateboarding. And here's the data. Here's the data. He said, He contacted me 
So I said, wow, so cool. Keep me posted. I call him now John. Keep me posted, John. And then a couple months after that, so it would have been about a year ago, John called me and said, David, you're not going to believe this. I did my numbers at the end of the year. And just talking about skateboarding mm. has generated 23% more revenue and 30% more patience. Mm. Because people, when they're looking for a new dentist to work with, they're not just going to go to some dude with a white coat who's got a degree certificate on the wall. They're going to go to someone who's passionate. And I'm passionate about skateboarding. And these people who come to me, are they aren't skateboarders. They're mm. just people who love my passion. And yeah. so I believe anybody who's listening into this, who's an entrepreneur, who perhaps is running an insurance business, you know, show what you're passionate about. I'm a huge fan of the Grateful Dead. I love to surf. I love the Apollo Lunar Program. Those are things I'm passionate about. Those are things that I talk about all the time in my speeches, in my books, in my blog. And many people know me for those things. And that makes me a different person. And I truly can make you a different person too, as you've probably learned with getting a package of York peppermint patties, right? Yeah. Yeah. They talk about in marketing, unique value proposition. And the best way to be unique is to be yourself because yeah. you well, are- And you're running your own business. That's all you've got, essentially, I that's think. Right. I mean, yeah. put yourself out there. So many people have a brick wall between their business life and their personal life. I think mm -hmm. break down the brick wall and you become super interesting and people want to do business with you. Do people recognize your agency brand? More importantly, do people care? about your brand. At Relevant Marketing Solutions, we partner with you to clarify your message and deliver it through multiple marketing channels, creating a brand that inspires. With over 10 years experience working with insurance agencies, our team can help your agency not only get noticed, but start cultivating brand champions. From creating a logo to putting it on a coffee mug, we are your one-stop shop for all things marketing. We can even produce a video of you drinking out of your cool new mug. Visit us at relevantadvantage.com to learn more. And if you're a state farm agent, you can also find us at sfagentpromos.com. And be sure to enter Club Capital at checkout for a special discount. That's Club Capital, lowercase and no spaces at checkout for a special discount. Relevant Marketing Solutions, helping you cultivate brand champions. Are you an agency owner looking to grow your revenue, increase your bottom line, and better manage your taxes? Club Capital is here to help. Club Capital is the largest accounting and advisory firm for insurance agents in the country, providing monthly accounting, tax strategy, and CFO services. Way more than bookkeeping and your everyday run-of-the-mill tax prep, Club Capital is focused on providing financial and tax advisory services that help you plan and forecast your agency's performance. Their financial dashboards and agency forecasting tools help you better understand your agency's historical performance, create and measure future targets, and see how your agency compares to your peers around the country. Imagine what it would be like to understand the impact to your bottom line when deciding to hire a new employee or forecast the impact rate changes or commission rates will have on your business. With over $200 million in tracked annual revenue and $140 million in tracked annual expenses, Club Capital has the data and the team to help you make better informed decisions for your agency. They will help you turn that back office stress into the backbone of your agency's success by giving you the tools to take your agency and your leadership to the next level. Visit club.capital today to book a solution overview with one of our business consultants. Club Capital, way more than a CPA firm.
There was a, I want to make this statement. I don't want to get into a story that I think will really resonate with our audience in particular. You know, there was a time six to eight years ago from a business perspective is that I would go to business conferences, events, training programs, et cetera. And I would hear about how people were doing things. And I would try everything to do exactly the things that they were doing. Okay. Mm. And that sounded good, right? Because there were so many good ideas. And I think that there was a lot of those people that are actually really trying to help. Okay. They're saying like, this is what we do. But the problem is everybody's trying to be that person as opposed to, I heard Craig or say this, like, don't try to be them or try to do what they do, but you can think how they think. Mm -hmm. And that has really helped me to say like, okay, I'm not going to do that because I'm not interested in that. The one person is really into cars. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not a car guy. That's not my thing, especially older cars, which is a good segue into you told the story because we have a lot of insurance agency owners that listen to our podcast and you tell the story about Haggerty. Why don't you just take that? Because a lot of people listening to this may say, yeah, but because of what I do. Yeah, but I'm in the insurance business. I can't do that. (laughs) You know, it's remarkable. It doesn't matter what industry I'm doing a presentation for, what kind of person I'm speaking with, or perhaps what kind of podcast I'm a guest on. People say, oh, but my business is different. I got news for you. Your business is not different. All businesses are the same at a certain level. But anyway, my daughter and I were doing a bunch of research, talking with a bunch of people and looking for all kinds of interesting and unique examples of fandom. In the book, we've got Duracell, a battery company. You know, We've got a triathlon coach. We've got all kinds of really different kind of organizations that built fans. And I wanted to have at least an example of an unusual kind of organization that have built a great number of fans. And here's how I will typically open this story when I deliver it in a presentation in front of an audience. These days, it's mainly virtual, but also hopefully soon in-person audience. I say, who absolutely loves to buy auto insurance? And there are zero hands going in the air. So but you got a tough business going on here, guys <laughs> and ladies. So then I said, well, you know what? I found an insurance agent that everybody loves. They're called Haggerty Insurance. And you guys listening in probably all know this, but Haggerty does classic car, classic boat, classic airplane, classic motorcycle insurance, but they're mainly known for classic car insurance. And I have a 1973 Land Rover Series 3. It's been insured by Haggerty for about 15 years, and I'm a fan of them. So I said, you know, maybe I should dig into this Haggerty company. I'm a fan of them. And I'd be really interested to find out more of what they're doing. So I had a chance to spend some time both in person and over the phone with McKeel Haggerty, the entrepreneurial founder of Haggerty Insurance. And I said, McKeel, tell me what's your secret? And he goes, David, we don't sell insurance. We build fans. It's like, Mm -hmm. wow, I couldn't have put those words in your mouth if I had tried. And so what he said is, everything we do is about growing fans. So here are some things they do. They go to classic car events around the country and they spend time with people, either their customers or they don't have to be their customers and provide information to them. And they have a great website where they have probably the best data on classic car values that exist anywhere on the planet. And the reason is because they insure so many cars, people are insuring those cars for the replacement value. And the replacement value then are the numbers that they know and they can track over time on a year-by-year basis, model-by-model basis, year-by-year basis for these classic cars. So if you own a classic car, you can go to their database and you can see what it's worth. That's super interesting. Mm -hmm. Builds fans. 
They have a YouTube channel with over a million subscribers. Again, they're an insurance company and they have a YouTube channel with over a million subscribers. They have a Haggerty Drivers Club, 650,000 members the last time I checked. And that's a place that people can go to be with like-minded people who share a love of cars. And these and many other things all come together that they're basically creating amazing content and building fans, and they happen to sell insurance as well. And here's kind of the definition, I think, of fans, and that is, would you stick with this organization even if a cheaper competitor came along? And I think in the case of Haggerty, most of those fans would. I know I would. If somebody reached out to me and said, David, we know you're a Haggerty customer, we will provide you the exact same insurance for 25% less. I would say, no, thank you. Yeah. I want to stick with Haggerty. I'm their fan. And McKeel, I spoke with him about a year ago and he said, David, the fandom thing's working great. Even since I spoke with you last, we've been growing like crazy. I think he told me they would do 200,000 new members that year, new, new customers that year. And then he reached out again late 2021 said, David, guess what? We're going public. So some of your listeners may know that Haggerty went public in December of 2021. And how cool is that? It's all based on the fact that they don't have customers, they build fans. And I'm 100% convinced that any organization, any person can do the same and build fans. Hey, heck, if a dentist can have fans, if an automobile insurance company, a business that everybody does not like, they no hands go up when I say who loves to buy auto insurance. And they can build a business around that and build fans. And so much so that they, from a standing start over a couple of decades, they go public. That's super cool to me. One of the things that I love to do and I'm passionate about is golf. And I'm a yeah. member of the club and I have a ton of those people as customers. And there's mm-hmm. people who I know, one person in particular, he is big into CrossFit. I mean, he is a business owner and he is really big into CrossFit. Guess who? He has his customers. He has all of those people, right? As customers. And they become price insensitive completely. There's a software that I use that admittedly, there's other software competitors out there that do a better job. It's actually prettier. Okay. Like the the UI experience is better, but because of the community that they've built, no, I'm not going to switch. And it's probably three times as expensive as some of the other competitors. There you go. That just sums it up in my mind because I see that all the time. You have people, most, and I'm not talking about insurance agents, but insurance companies build their business in two ways. They're either the low cost provider or they Mm -hmm. spend more money than everybody else on advertising. You Mm -hmm. know, like the stupid geckos, for example. Imagine the amount of money that they spend on those geckos. It's just unbelievable. But you think about a company like Haggerty, I'm guessing, I don't know, I'm guessing they may not spend a single penny on advertising. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. all coming from building fans and building a community. And I think the same thing is true at the level of an agency. If yeah. you're in a town, you can have the biggest newspaper ad. Sure, that's one way to grow business. You can be the cheapest. Sure, that's another way to grow business. But you can also grow business by building fans in the way you've described. You know, all your CrossFit buddies, your golfing buddies, absolutely, 100% is a great way to build fans and grow business. Before we let you go, last question. Obviously, I highly recommend you pick up the book, but what is something that a small business owner with a team of three to 15 people or so, and whether it's a small town or in Atlanta, Georgia, so I don't want to just say small town, but mm-hmm. they have a small business. What are some of the things that they could do 
like after listening to this podcast, other than reading the book, what are a couple of things that they can do to begin to turn their customers into fans and their fans into customers? Yeah, I mean, real, real quickly after you listen to this, one thing that I recommend everybody do is just do a simple audit of your marketing materials, your website, if you're doing social media, what your social media feeds look like. And the vast majority of people, when they do that, will find that their website or their marketing materials, their social media looks exactly like the other guys. And so I think the first thing you can do is blow up those things and create something where you're humanizing yourself and you're absolutely building something where you're creating relationships with people. So that's maybe you need to have a picture of you in a coat and tie on your website. I'm not saying you should remove that if you think it's super important, but also have a picture of you having fun doing, if it's CrossFit or whatever it is that you love to do, sharing personal information about everybody on your team, sharing the things that you love to do, using real language, the way human beings talk rather than insurance ease. Don't just talk about big word, fancy insurance stuff, you know, (laughs) we'll get to that later. Just be a human being and have a conversation with people on the website. Put some video on the website. There's a number of organizations who do a great job just by putting a couple of quick videos on their website, introducing who they are Mm -hmm. in the form of a video. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money and you can simply do it with an iPhone, although I would want to make sure it looks good and feels good and that people think it's a good video, but you don't, doesn't mean you have to hire a team and pay them $10,000 either. I mean, somewhere in the middle there of pulling out your iPhone and shooting a selfie video, paying a huge team, you know, somewhere in the middle there, create a video of you talking directly in the camera and saying, Hey, I'm David. I'm an author. I write books and I'm really looking forward to having a chance to speak with you about the way that you're building fans of your business. I'm hoping that you'll be able to follow some of my work and you and I will be able to be able to share these ideas about growing fans of your business. So I just did a 30 second video right there, mm-hmm. <laughs> which that's the idea. Hey, I'm Mary and I run an insurance agency here in town and I really would love to work with you and do your business. Um, my kids have gone through the school system here. I'm a member of such and such a club in this church, and we ought to be able to figure out how I can help you in many different ways. So I hope you'll reach out to me. And something that's heartfelt in the form of video, those things you can do this week and you can upgrade your image in a week. I love it. David, I love your books. Thanks for hopping on and thanks for sharing your wisdom with us. I'll have you back on in the future. My pleasure. Thanks so much. I really do recommend that book. It is fantastic. It was recommended to me probably several months ago, and I picked it up over the weekend a couple months ago and loved it. I was probably a third of the way into it, reached out to my assistant and said, hey, we've got to try to get David on the podcast. Usually I share one, two or three bullet points about what really stood out to me. But I think that ultimately at the end of the day, this one really came down to one thing. And it's just being uniquely yourself and willing to put that out there about the things that you're passionate about to others so that you can attract like-minded people. And people, like you told the story of the dentist and you told the story of Haggerty Insurance. You know, the things, what are the things I'm passionate about? I'm passionate about Auburn sports. You guys know that. I'm passionate about reading, listening to other 
podcast. I'm passionate about basketball. I'm passionate about golf. And I'm passionate about other things too, traveling and I love wine. I love going to the lake instead of the beach, things like that. And you all have the things that are important to you too. I'm not a big CrossFit person, but people listening to this are. You may be into skateboarding. I'm not necessarily into that. And my point is, is that ultimately, if we are just ourselves and are willing to put ourselves out there, I have to tell you, I'm opening up obviously on this podcast to share this, that after reading the book and preparing for this episode, I reached out to my assistant about some of the things that we were, my creative assistant about the things that we're putting out on our social media channels. And I said, you know, there's a lot of things out there about my philosophies, beliefs, frameworks around business, but there's definitely not enough about the things about what am I passionate about personally. And I really want to change that. And so she loved it. She had actually encouraged me to do that for some time and resisted it. So now here I am putting it out on this podcast that we are going to be doing that. And for some people that may not be attractive to them, and that's totally fine. I know a lot of people just from a sports perspective or more into NFL. Obviously, Club Capitals headquarters are in Washington. So there's a lot of the Redskins, uh, excuse me, there's a lot of uh, Washington football team fans out there. They just now, what are they called now? The Washington Commanders. <laughs> so even me just saying uh, Redskins, obviously they're not the Redskins anymore. Washington Commanders in the Philadelphia Eagles and Nationals fans, et cetera. And, you know, just where I grew up in the South, college football is a big part of my life. And so anyway, I hope this episode has really helped you to really rethink. I thought the last call to action he had which is just doing an audit of your marketing, not just your marketing spend. Yes, doing those things and buying leads and having an online presence for your SEO and the things that we talked about with our one of our podcast sponsors, Direct Clicks, but also the way that we discuss it with Relevant and how they can help you, the things that you love, that they can help you to be able to stand out, not just in the things you give to customers, but maybe something that's really valuable and important to you, being able to stand out in the crowd. So Anyway, I thought this was a great conversation with David and I appreciate all of you. I just gave a quick shout out to some of our sponsors. Obviously, we couldn't do this without our partners at Club Capital. Make sure you reach out to them at club.capital and book a no obligation call with one of their business consultants. Direct clicks, go to directclicksinc.com, relevant advantage. And then, hey, if you're ready to get to the next level, go to coachpconsulting.com, coachpconsulting.com. Truly. If it wasn't for our podcast sponsors, we wouldn't be able to have great people like David. I'm thankful for your loyalty. Make sure to check out David's other books. His book, by the way, The New Rules of Marketing PR is a fantastic book. I love this one so much that I ordered the other one and just got started reading that one as well. And I'll share some tidbits on that one as we move forward. If you want to learn more about David, go to fanocracy.com. Until next time, lead well.